Welcome to this week's episode of the Security Transformation Podcast. My name's Steve Lamb and I'm joined by JC. And this week we're going to talk about the importance of data privacy. Uh, there's a story that came to mind on the BBC website talking about the contact tracing app for the UK uh, with respect to coronavirus. And uh, the story talks about the lack of a, uh, a general data protection regulation requirement of a data protection impact assessment. And uh, I think that's a good place to start a conversation. JC? Yeah, absolutely. The, the, the debate around data privacy and tracing apps has been going on for a number of, of months now, pretty much since the uh, since the, uh, the, the the concept was launched by by various governments around around Europe. But more more generally, um, I, I, I want to look back at, at uh, GDPR compliance and where the current COVID crisis has uh, as has, has pushed the regulators and the and, and the GDPR itself and, and, and the associated regulations in the UK, for example. I, I think it's been an, an, an ongoing um, an ongoing topic of, of, of discussion throughout throughout the crisis. But in, in, in fairness, I, I really believe that there are two forces at, at play here. Uh, at, at Corix, we've been looking at GDPR compliance since 2017. And we've been uh, we've been saying from the start that the key is not so much in the regulation itself, because at the end of the day, 80% of it is already what was already in, in pre-existing uh, regulations and legislations. But the, the key is more in the attitude the regulators are, are going to take towards enforcement, and 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 that's actually the, the the cornerstone of the problem we've been seeing since the beginning of the crisis, because the regulators have been literally prevented. From taking uh, from taking action by the by by, by the gravity of the of, of of the situation, and on on top of that, if you look back at, at the way they have applied their regulatory power and their enforcement powers over the past couple of years, uh, for example, looking at the DLA Piper survey, which has now been published twice in the beginning of 2019 and the beginning of 2020, so it's compiling all the fines and all the all the cases disclosed by regulators across Europe, you realize that most of the most of the fines have been applied to reasonably small organizations and most of the fines have been very small. And, and this is really putting the regulators in a very, very difficult place because this is a segment of the economic fabric which is being terribly affected by COVID. And, and taking, uh, taking punitive actions against those people at the mean, those organizations, would be at least in, in you know, I agree. And it's um, probably very, very yet, dangerous. You know, I've been working GDPR for the same sort of time, and there's always been this case of when will people make the extra effort to comply? Um, is the fear of a large fine sufficient? Is that the right thing? Are big test cases needed to make some of those things happen? And obviously, there've been some fairly high-profile cases and and some, I want to say, decent-sized fines, but significant fines. Um, but it's interesting in these times where some of the key industries that tend to have data breaches of large scale are the very ones that are struggling to survive through no fault of their own.
Exactly. Personally, I was I was very much expecting the, the, the British Airways case or the Marriott case to be very, very significant landmark cases this year. Of course, they relate to data breaches, which are a couple of years old. The fines proposed by the UK ICO were very, very significant, 183 million from British Airways, something in the same order of magnitude for Marriott. But of course, the, the, those are industry sectors which have been ravaged by the COVID. I mean, British Airways is likely to, to require some form of public aid at, at, at some stage, probably to the tune of four billions. I mean, we've already seen Virgin Atlantic in the UK agreeing to a rescue package in that order. Um, I, I, I think it doesn't make any sense for the regulators to uphold those fines. Actually, they they are still being being disputed to start with and 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 a number of people around the regulators have already started to hint that they, the fines would not be upheld so uh, this is absolutely typical of 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 what i was talking about before the regulators have a very 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 delicate and difficult game to be here and behind all that lurks the shadow of their real uh, yeah, independence it's, it's from very, the politicians of course it's a difficult area isn't it they I mean, clearly, firms shouldn't wait for the risk of a fine to do the right thing by their clients, customers, partners, suppliers. Um, but with lots of competing priorities, um, particularly around just trying to keep the lights on at the moment, it's, it's perhaps not surprising that um, the privacy is not necessarily a big focus. Um, and of course, to do privacy well, you need to start way before implementation time at, at concept, design, architecture. Um, it's it's not something that's easy to do well. No, but it's still very very important for 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 the for citizens for customers, and and that's the other side of the coin. Really, what we've seen throughout the COVID crisis is is that public interest for data privacy matters has certainly not gone out of the window, as you, was, as you were mentioning at the beginning, Steve. I mean, the, the, the debate around the, the contact tracing apps, which has been raging for, for, for a number of months and which is still raging, at least in the UK, with, uh, in particular with what you mentioned, you know, the, 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 the recent, the recent um, uh, series of articles yeah. in, you mentioned the BBC, but I've read something similar on The Guardian as well. Um, you know, um, there is definitely a debate around whether the government has done the right thing here or not. And, and there is a vast amount of public interest. Um, and if you remember at the beginning of the lockdown, it started as well with a, with, with a, a, a large amount of public interest around what Zoom was doing with your data. You may remember that you know there was a bit of a, of, of, of a rage at the beginning of the lockdown with people saying, oh my God, oh my God, um, um, Zoom is sending my data to Facebook. Well, you know, wake up and smell the coffee because uh, you know if you're if you if you're not if it if if you're not paying, it's because you're the product, and that's not that's not new. You know that's the story of those platforms. It's been it's been the way those platforms have been have been um, have been financing themselves really from the start. So lots of people have been gradually wa- waking up to a number of things um, around what what's really happening in privacy. And and I think personally, it's a very very good thing. And and the, the debate around around the, the contact tracing apps. I agree. Is a with you. Sound I mean, it's it's interesting. It's a very important Zoom. debate to have. You know, obviously there was quite well publicised issues, and you know I understand some remedial action was taken, but um, Zoom continues to be the most popular platform that my friends and family and people that I'm in, um, you know, hobbies with, people that I have video calls with, Zoom's the default, and I think it's partly because people are familiar with it now, 
Um, but there's lots of alternatives out there that are free. You know, Microsoft Teams, for example, isn't limited to a 40-minute call. Um, and I know businesses have been using it extensively, but I don't come across many consumers setting up uh, Teams calls because most of them, as I say, they've defaulted to Zoom. So it's it's um, if you ask individuals about privacy and their concerns, if you were to ask them pointed questions around, would you be concerned if particular data was in the public domain of yours? More and more, they would say yes. But when they vote with their feet, they're still choosing systems that are potentially insecure. And it's interesting about the contact tracing one because, you know, the the likely reason for not doing a um, an impact assessment around data protection is that the speed that they were trying to get this thing out, and that doesn't make it okay by any means. But you know, I see a lot of companies who are taking proof of concept code, pilot code, and throwing it into production in a hurry, and they were doing that even before um, the virus. Yeah, d d definitely. But just just to to, to bring this. Um... To bring this to an end maybe because i think this is the topic we're going to be revisiting and i i really would like to bring on guests as well to to, to give us their their views on, on on this matter i think the lesson so far is that irrespective of the fact that the regulators are not in a position to act i really think that that citizens and consumers have very much woken up to a number of things around data privacy. Privacy has not gone out of the window with the COVID, far from it. I think there is very, very much a, a heightened sense of, of interest around those matters. And it's definitely down to, 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 to companies to, to, to start to take it really seriously, because I really believe this is going to be a very important cornerstone of the, of, of the, 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 the digital world we're going to have to live in you know, going forward. Uh, and and a very very important um, a very very important factor in 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 building up digital trust. I think we're going to no, be I here for this more. week, Steve. We um, anything else you want to add? And I think guests will really help us with that. But it's it's a really interesting space. Definitely. Thank you very much, everybody. Thank you to all our listeners. Don't uh, hesitate to be in touch if you have any questions, any suggestions, or or anything else you want to to to, to talk to us Thank about. You. Uh, and, and thank you very much to all.